In this week's episode of Cutscenes, we do a gross kiss in episode two of The Last of Us. Let's get right into it. Welcome to Cutscenes, a video game movie and TV podcast. I'm Jacob McCourt. I'm Katie Lesperance. And I'm Travis Colnut. And today we are talking about the second episode of HBO's The Last of Us. Uh, y'all, let's just kick it off and talk about that disgusting kiss. Huh? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my. It was so gross. It was so gross. But it- I loved it. I I I kind of agree with you. Yes, I know what you mean, Travis. Um, I so as it's happening because it's a very slow approach because she's trying to light the lighter and it's a slow slow approach and he's just getting closer and I'm like, oh, he must kind of like sense that she's turning because he's not all out attacking her. Like he's right. like, oh, one of us, one of us, right? And then so he gets closer and closer and I was like, this is too close. And then and then the things start coming out of his mouth and i'm like oh that's gross that's really gross and then he gets closer and then she doesn't close her mouth and i was like this is gonna happen this is actually gonna happen and then it happened and it was horrifying i don't really want to see that ever again but i like that they're being weird i love it i love weird i love weird and you know what i love weird i love weird and just this weird like mushroom kiss thing that's happening i don't know it's just interesting i like that it's interesting it's different and i'm i'm cool with it because it's like sure why not you know what i mean like it could it could just be symbolic or you know what i mean like artsy i don't care but it's just fun and different and it's not like i don't need to see them ripping her apart yeah yeah we've seen that that. you would you you would expect that oh these things are to come at her and rip her apart you don't expect like him to kiss her and it become this weird fungus kiss like it's cool i like that it's different yeah throw a little you're a big fan of annihilation you love annihilation Annihilation. basically anything alex garland does yes so i feel like this could have been in and out well that's the thing the way the the way that they're playing up the fungus stuff in the show like this it's it feels very annihilation you've got like Mm -hmm. just the ecosystem like working against you and it's just i don't know it's cool i like it a lot because of it i like just as far as like a science nerdy aspect that they're like oh what other aspects of mushrooms and fungi can we utilize in this show and the whole thing of like mushrooms network with each other over you know miles and they know things like they transfer information back and forth and they it's mushrooms are nuts if you yeah. ever want to go down a rabbit hole look into like youtube 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 mushroom science stuff mushrooms are nuts so i'm That's glad insane. that they're like we can do different things we don't have the floating spores because we want to see pedro pascal's face when something's trying to kill him but we can use mushroom networking and i i like it as like a substitute to kind of also differentiate the show a little bit I just jumped on and we we started the show right away, but this is a Last of Us recap show. Um, <laughs> if you haven't listened to any of these episodes before, know that we're going to spoil the entire episode that we're talking about for The Last of Us. Uh, we have a first episode. If you didn't listen to that, you should probably go and start there. Uh, but essentially, we're just going to be talking about the sh- episode in broad strokes, uh, kisses and all. So um, <laughs> sorry, I just I figured I needed to intro the show before just... It's my fault. I did that. Yeah, you so, pulled the whatever. pin and then me and Travis just get going and then yeah, yeah. it's yeah. your fault. Oops. You're right. It's my job to not pull the pin and then I pulled the pin. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, should we maybe start with the Jakarta piece of the episode because i think that that's actually like a very cool thing that i hope they continue through the entirety of the show yeah yeah i'm just yeah go ahead looking into the progression of um the the disease like spreading across the world and how it started Mm -hmm. and you know the like checkpoints that we reach um and the milestones and just different people and how they react to it happening as opposed to like just our little core uh, group, mm-hmm. survival group. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And it was such a good scene. Mm-hmm. Like it built on the tenseness from the initial scene of the episode one. 
And I was like, oh, similar vibes. They're building that dread that we talked about. Yes. And I mean, you know, bombs. That's all you got to say. Just like yep. start dropping bombs. You're like, oh, no, it's bad. Yeah. Yep. I. That's the thing. I like that they're doing this pre-intro theme like intro credits like little mini scenes before it to give you just a little bit more of the world that you wouldn't have seen in the game like Mm -hmm. and when you're playing the game at that point like why it's happening or how it's happening is really a moot point like it doesn't matter ultimately because the story that the game was telling was this story but this just gives you so much context and you learn a lot of things about how this disease is progressing and how and what are like our main characters it it's what we talked about in the first episode of this of this podcast that it eliminates the exposition that Joel and Tess would have to have in the episode because now you have this scene that happens that gives you all the context for why the spores do the things that they do and you don't need to have a character just like wasting time talking about stuff you can just get into the meat of the the actual story and the character relationships in the in the bulk of the show and they're even telling us stuff that we don't know like that yeah. or that joel joel doesn't yeah. know that no joel doesn't yeah. know what happened in jakarta and that this scientist this and that like it's filling in even additional information on top exactly. of that and then, like, so my, I'm watching it with my partner, and she's never played any of the games before. And she was like, are there, like, comic books or other things that, like, flesh out the world? Is this from, like, another outside-of-game piece of media? Or was this in, like, notes or audio logs or anything? I'm like, no, this is, like, brand-new material for the show, and it's really exciting. Yeah. Like, this this is what you get for working so close to the auteur. <laughs> like, having Neil Druckmann involved, You can he can flesh out the world in a way that's not been fleshed out before because the material comes from his team and his brain which is Mm -hmm. great yeah yeah and then bringing on excellent writers too to kind of like bounce it back and forth and figure it out and figure out okay i'm just gonna say it this pod this today's podcast is basically the katie was wrong pod (laughs) it is oh jacob was wrong too if it's about bella ramsey no 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 i'm talking about the facts of the show of the actual thing that's happening in the show i was just wrong uh uh, uh, infected eating a woman so she's got hair coming out of her mouth no spores you two yep, are right yep. it is weird creepy spore things uh-huh and of course the flower the flower yeah! it happened what i and know like, i have i have celiac disease i beat you both in survival <laughs> i don't eat bread so i'll live i'd be dead so fast i still have problems with the flower okay it's absurd. Okay, so it comes out of Jakarta, <laughs> and like so many people get infected there. I understand. But like, and I get that it would happen just from the sheer number of people that it would make its way across the world. But we saw mm-hmm. from uh, episode one on one of the little medical flyer thingies that if you're the longest term, like the longest incubation period, is if you get bit in the leg, yep. and then it's 12 to 24 hours. Yes. So you have to get bit in the leg by a rabid human and then go that was weird and then go on with your life and quickly get on a plane and fly across the ocean before you turn and also somehow that flower made its way you're telling me that a batch of flour that came out of jakarta also was delivered in austin texas because that old lady got infected because she ate something that had flour in it so we're all eating the same flour the entire world is eating flour that's coming from the same flour factory that doesn't make any sense i had supply chains supply chains that's the answer we could you could say though that (laughs) we don't know that it is specifically jakarta's flour that is the source but it started there maybe it seems like it started there it's possible because like, it started I, two days before, like the the because they give you the date in Jakarta, yeah, yeah. and actually no, you know what? Because it started before that, it probably started like a week before that because that's when they brought in the expert, yeah. so it already mm-hmm. started. So maybe there's like a week still. I don't know. This whole like flower I mean, distribution thing is throwing me off. I think maybe there's some like 
some liberties being taken when we think about like food supply chains. But I even think like, what if the seeds were, con- now we're getting our real tin hats oh, on. Let's go. But what if the seeds were contaminated and then those seeds, cause those seeds are made by very few manufacturers or very few seed that growers. That is more believable those to me. seed growers go to grow wheat in a bunch of different countries. That's true. And it just so happened that around the same time, flour was processed in those countries from contaminated wheat. And then the contaminated flour makes its way across, you know, a country. Travis is trying to hold back laughter. <laughs> it's all fine and dandy, but. <laughs> but. Oh, me, I have another point, but go ahead. Oh, uh, nope, go. I've okay. gone long enough. <laughs> to me, this is what happens when you give too much information. <laughs> because. That, that, those are the pitfalls, you get, yes. You get People crazy internet fans like you two going down conspiracy <laughs> rabbit holes trying to logic out and no prize away like how does this make sense and it doesn't really matter oh, like so okay. I, to it me doesn't i don't matter. care you're right yeah it doesn't it just, matter how it like that's why it's like it's like okay when people are like oh lost was a good show but then once they started revealing like the answers to things it it stopped people were like too nitpicky about everything and then it correct. just became oh yeah this, no Right. And people are like, oh, I don't like knowing the answer because you've already maybe made an answer in your brain, but it doesn't match up with what you're thinking. Right. So then people start having to logic out like, how does this make sense? And it's like, no, if we just kind of got a sense that like it might be flower or like even if it like uh, once you get like, okay, how does the logic of like this person at 24 hours, they got on a plane, they went to Austin, Texas. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just my brain being crazy um, you're not the only one that, i don't but the see, internet I don't is full nitpick. of people like that it doesn't negatively affect my enjoyment right. of the show yes. i i nitpick it in my brain because it's a fun little puzzle yes. also austin texas how many people are not eating anything with gluten or wheat of any kind very few so you're wiping out almost everyone right away yeah. like there are like 20 people left in Austin, Texas. I mean, Austin's right. weird. They literally say keep it weird, Austin. And yes. All people. I think of Austin like I think of LA. So there's a lot of like gluten-free people. Like, I don't know if you've seen the famous Jimmy Kimmel like YouTube video. It's like, what is gluten? It's a great video. You should watch it. Okay. But I think LA and Austin are same in that. We're like, there's probably 20% of the population that doesn't eat gluten, but three quarters mm. of them don't know why they don't have gluten because somebody said one time that it was bad and that, hey, maybe the Atkins diet's okay and I should try that. But what I love most about this, first off, I love you both very much for this exact reason. <laughs> oh, this is a perfect encapsulation of our friendship and I want to be friends with you forever. That's point one. <laughs> point two is I appreciate that, Katie, you're taking it from like a a medical like pandemic perspective mm-hmm. and I'm taking it as a former food marketer and person <laughs> who has celiac disease is taking it from like a seed uh, perspective which is very fun we all bring our expertise it's very yeah. good <sighs> yeah, I have zero expertise so I'm like it doesn't matter <laughs> I you know what though I like the show Travis is like annihilation <laughs> <laughs> sorry kid. Um, I like the show committing to it though yeah, like, yeah, yeah they yeah. could be like, oh, maybe it's the flower. And then they just never uh, talk about it again. But they're like, no, th- there is a way that it happened. And whether yeah. or not there are little nitpicks to be had, it's OK. I would yeah. I like I like a show just committing to something and yeah, saying, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, in our world, sure. this is what happened. Uh, Katie, you said you were wrong about something in the last episode. So now this is the Jacob was wrong part. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked about Bella Ramsey and how I didn't you know, she was great. But in my mind, Joel was a better fit. I don't know if it's the the content that we're getting in this episode or really the performance, but in this episode, I was chuckling at many times throughout because Bella Ramsey's Ellie like um, quips and like little one liners, I could hear Ellie, mm-hmm. and that's why I was like, oh, I get it. I didn't give her enough of a chance. I didn't give them enough of a chance. I'm sorry. Um, I'm really enjoying like the the Joel Ellie banter thus far. And her performance. This this was like the cemented Ellie as like, oh man, this is Ellie's episode. Like we understand, like she is just, oh my God, I laughed out loud. Like yeah. I legit laughed out loud at, I didn't shit my pants. I actually, like I laughed <laughs> out loud at that line. It's like, I didn't expect, to, like I don't typically laugh out loud, like unexpectedly. I'm like, oh, that's a chuckle. <laughs> That was so funny. And like all of her lines, she just the she just was so good at embodying Ellie in this episode for me. 
See, I had a couple moments where I still think it's a great performance and still think they're, they're, everything's it's working out very well. But I had a couple moments where I was like, oh, some of these things that work better in the game acted from a real person felt a little off ever so slightly where she makes okay. the joke at the uh, little reception counter and does like a whole yes. monologue back and forth at the thing <laughs> and I was like oh, silly this feels a little awkward and or yeah, it's like and I remember sure. that that literally that happens in the game like she does that exact thing happens in the yep. same lines um and I was like ah it just it it felt a little awkward where that doesn't come across really in the game because they're they're you know CGI characters with good voice mm-hmm. acting Mm-hmm. And like, I get that. That was a little awkward. I think Joel straight up saying you're a weird kid immediately yeah. <laughs> after she's done, just kind of like put a like put a lampshade on that. And you're like, yeah. okay, yep, I I understand. We Ellie's weird. Here's this weird scene just to kind of be like, oh yeah, she's a she's a kid and she's goofy. Mm-hmm. And Joel kind of mentioning it to us that like, yeah, she's strange. Like yeah. it's not like he was sitting there rolling over laughter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, oh, they yeah, were both like, they're like, you're weird, and I. I'm okay with it, even though it was like, I didn't need it, but I think it was just like a little character moment for her to kind of make us understand that, yeah, she's just a strange, weird. Oh, yeah, she's weird. Yeah. Which is part of why I love her. Right. Yeah. The whole scene in the hotel, though, you mentioned that little monologue moment where she's digging the bell and there's a skeleton that falls out. Um, that section was beautiful. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I just The thing yeah. I said to J- my partner, I was like, there was a frog little scene where a frog mm-hmm. is like jumping across a piano. Love and I'm it. like, it was someone's job for a whole day to watch that frog and see what would happen. And I love that. Like that's what you get with HBO prestige television money. That set, that whole set piece. Like you can just see yeah. that. And you're just like, this is like ripped from the games and it yep. just looks so good. Uh-huh. Like it did. There was, you can tell there's budget. Like, like, yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's money here to make this. Cause I felt like it just looked so good. And it, it all looks, it's not like heavy CGI. It's like a lot of it feels very a practical. A lot of it feels practical, yeah. There's some background nice. stuff that I'm like, sure. oh, I can tell that that building is yeah, not Yeah, like real. the distance landscape might is yeah. clearly or not real. Or even just some, some of the blocks. You're like, I can tell that that like side of the street yes. is mm-hmm. likely you know, CGI'd in. But, the but not in a way spaces. that I feel that it's awkward. Like I'm not yeah. going like, oh, that doesn't look right. Like it still yeah. looks fantastic and yeah yeah, all the sets that hotel i was like oh like all these things are really taking me back where i'm like yes oh that hotel looks great and looks just like in the game but not to where Mm -hmm. it's not to where it has to be so literal you know like i don't feel like it's a literal um replica right but i feel like everything is just doing justice to what's happening in the game or what you see in the game yeah. That scene where there's the like plywood and you have to walk across the buildings, I audibly wowed when that happened because I haven't looked at The Last of Us Part 1 in probably five, uh, probably three or four years, but I knew that that, that was iconic. That mm-hmm. like section where they're walking across the plywood was iconic. My brain just registered it. And even though, like you said, there was a part where once they walk past that, they have to walk onto like a ladder. And I knew that the ladder was like practical was the set. And then what was behind it was probably a green screen, but still like my mind was fooled by it and I was fully in. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's weird that it's it's funny because like sometimes like adaptations from video game stuff it could be easy to nitpick that like yep. this is just ripping it straight from the games like there's no originality blah 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 but i don't know something works about this and it's yeah. just so strange that they're nailing the hey we're adapting but also it's its own thing. It's just, it, they've found that balance so far. It's only been two episodes, but they've really yeah. found the balance of this feels like it's ripped from the games, yet it still looks and feels good. Which I think comes from having so many people who yeah. are like intimately involved with the game on production and they're getting that, helping to get that balance right. Because I don't imagine if if you don't know the game very well, if you're coming at it like kind of with a cursory knowledge or even just playing the game and going, okay, we're going to adapt this and just not having like a super deep knowledge base of it, um, trying to adapt it and get that balance would be very difficult. I feel I, you can tell that there are people 
who made the game involved with the show. Yeah. And like, I'm sure we're going to talk about it in a second, but like the clicker scene yes, felt exactly like the game. It's how you feel. Yes. Uh The feeling is there. The, even the, like the moment where you're like, Joel is crouching and Ellie is crouching behind him. And you're like, Oh, that's the game. You feel that nostalgia from knowing how you've played, you've played that game and you've seen how, like how they're moving around the space. Like it just, it feels right. And mm-hmm. that clicker scene, oh my God, like just blew me out of the friggin' water. I'm just like blown away. My fear was that with those clicker scenes that they weren't going to convey the the high stakes in yes. those situations. Yes, how dangerous that, they like, are. One of them can kill you. Mm-hmm. So what can a group of them do? And I think that like setting the table with the first encounter where there's only two of them and two of them like nearly killed all three of them, but like actually ended up killing one of them mm-hmm. uh to go from that to seeing what a group of them can do like sets the table in a way that like now we know how high the stakes are for the next eight episodes oh yeah yeah and yeah you have the same tension that you feel while playing the game and also they nailed the domino effect that happens if you get one of them alerted to you and then you have to yeah. deal with that one next thing you you're in the middle of dealing with that and then you hear the other ones coming cuz they heard and they're coming down the hallway and you're going oh sh- oh my god there's more coming from over here and then you're trying to manage all that like yeah they just they nailed the mm-hmm. the uh, how quickly it can fall apart yes and they did such a good job of doing it like really subtly mm-hmm. where like they spent i think 3 seconds on like someone stepping on one of their like roots or whatever and then you could tell the roots kind of moved to be like oh someone is on this route and that's all that we need to know now that like oh if you step on one that's alive or you get near one that's alive then it has a hive mind and and like tells all of them i know that was said but that was like a real subtle visual way of showing off that like you get one you get them all get ready to die yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then you got the more explicit um, like video game shout outs of the stepping on the glass because yep. of course as soon as I heard that crunch I was like oh there it is he stepped on that <laughs> glass because you know yeah. there's little puddles of glass everywhere because there has to yeah. be and then uh, and then like re- uh, reloading the the revolver yep. which takes forever and you're like mm-hmm. come on come on come on come on and I was like oh yep. these are like very very video gamey little shout outs mm-hmm. for sure yeah yeah trying to do it quietly too mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. loved it even just the way that they run, like all the infected, really like the um, I was thinking about this from the first episode, actually went the way that the infected just the way that they run, they just throw themselves around with abandon. Mm-hmm. Like it's very animal like. And I just mm-hmm. I like the way that they move because, yes. um, you know, every kind of zombie property kind of has a little bit, you know, of a. Like their, their own, own style, yeah, yeah, their own style of movement, and their they also flavor. nailed just the movements, like <laughs> yeah. just because the, the clickers have a yep. very particular way of moving, and like it's it's dead on. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it was so good. And they even explain like the thing that we don't fully know yet of like, hey, depending on how long these things stay alive, that's when we get like different ones. Mm-hmm. Even though I think Ellie at one point says like, yeah, how long can that, they like, live? Some of them are, f- they're, some of them are fat and they spew gas or pus. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was, but like, again, they're setting up the world in a way I've heard the third episode. Like people have been talking about it online being like, I've seen the third episode and it's the greatest yeah, piece of like, television I've, I've ever I seen. I have seen that the reviewers are saying the third episode is very good, oh but God. I'm worried that that's going to set my expectations too high. Yeah. So I'm trying uh, not to look at things on. Yeah, I'm trying not to look at things online and see what they're talking about. But mm-hmm. honestly, the way th- the thing is, though, the third episode, like we have now eliminated like all the extra characters. Like mm-hmm. episode three is going to be Joel and Ellie. Like there's not going to be yeah. tests mediating in the middle there, right? Well, like, there's Bill and Frank that we're going to for meet, sure. Right? I'm sure, yeah. but like it's just you're it's it's now going to be them dealing with things and having to interact and, yeah and having uh, to deal with each other more whereas yes. yes tess was very much the intermediary and she exactly and where who ellie talked to tess more and yeah. and yeah. tess kind of like bothered to talk to ellie more so that joel's just like no i'm just we're going ahead i don't i don't exactly. need to talk to this kid that much yeah. um and yeah she's now that's cargo. gone yeah she's cargo yeah and then and then you have tess um who as we know from this episode gets bitten 
And then she kind of relays to Joel. She's like, no, like it has to be for something. Basically, it's like her more or less her dying wish that Joel fulfills this mission. And like, you got to do it because it's all we've got. Like, what's what's this life about? Like, might as well give it a shot at least because nothing else is working. So like, do it. Like, please do it. So he that kind of commits him to to the mission and to Ellie. And then, yeah, we should have a lot more of um, relationship growth with the two of them. So, and hopefully it like, I'm hoping it lands and I'm hoping like, yeah, now it feels like, okay, now we're playing the game. Like now, yeah. you know what I mean? Like we are Which is past... how it feels when you're playing the game. You exactly. get past this section and you're like, okay, now we're going. It's kind of now the we're hump going. you have to get That's over. The, yeah. The test stuff is the hump that like, okay, yeah. we are past the preamble. We're past the intro. Like now we're going. And it, that it, it feels like now we're, we're, this is how the show is going to keep going moving forward. Now that Tess is mm-hmm. kind of out of the picture. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Plus, I'm so excited just, for Bill. Yeah, I'm so excited. Bill. Yeah, I'm that's very nuts. excited. Oh, yeah, that's no also a plus casting right there. Yeah. yeah, I know. The thing that maybe I'm uh, I'm looking forward to from here, and I don't know. Did you just guys just want to go into like Min Max and talk this through? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Min Max is a part of the show where we give you our max, our favorite parts, and our mins, maybe our least favorite parts, uh, and we'll jump right into it. Uh, so I guess my my min, and it again, it's these aren't these aren't knocks. These are like opportunities where I want to see like lore building about the fireflies. And we might Mm. get that. Like there's still eight episodes to go, but I feel like we don't know much about the fireflies at this point. And they are central to the plot of the game. I have full trust that we will get there. I'm just surprised that like, especially given that we walk into a manslaughter in the Capitol building, uh, that there wasn't more lore about like, Oh, who are these people who are slaughtered? Where, who are the fireflies? Why are they important? What are they trying to do? We'll get there. But I'm just yeah. surprised we haven't. I think had if anything yet. I think if you included it in these first two episodes, it'd have been too much. Like just yeah, too much information, here. too much exposition. Like there's already mm-hmm. we've covered a lot. Also, I'm keep trying to remember that like it's also a show that's made for people who haven't played the games. Yes. So like you have to set all this stuff up. Whereas we mm-hmm. know this stuff already as a base, like most of it, aside from the the extra things that they've added, but. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, yeah, we know Tess, we know Ellie, you know, we 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 have covered this ground already, but there yeah. are people like I'm also watching it with my spouse and he he knows of Last of Us because he knows he's he seen me play it. He knows it means a lot to yeah. me. Um, and also he is in, which is so exciting. As someone who d- doesn't play the games, doesn't have any emotional attachment. He's like, no, this is good. I'm in, which, yeah. you know, my my um, enthusiasm might be like coloring his opinion a little bit but still but so it's it's nice to see someone who um who doesn't have that experience enjoying the show also mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's funny you say that that is your min jacob because it's actually my max oh the, okay the okay so really what the part of this that is my max is i love the fact that they didn't make it that it was soldiers and fireflies fighting involved with tess's death Hmm. yeah because what exactly what katie mentioned it's too many things being introduced and too many groups and factions and people have differing uh like goals and it can just convolute and mess yeah it can muddy things up a bit it can muddy things Mm -hmm. um it also i think it works really well to like we talked about in the first episode it we can't just have joel killing humans right away (laughs) yeah right the minute you start having soldiers coming after them and joel's like headshotting everyone it you you're gonna you're gonna lose the like sympathy like empathy portion of joel where he's just he's like we talked about he is a bad guy but the show they said needs so yeah and literally the sh- they said so but the show needs to soften him in order for us to relate a little bit more and i would rather a confrontation with actual humans feel heavier and mm. more impactful that he had to make choices to save ellie um whereas like if tess went out in like a gun blaze of glory like she does in the games like I think this was more effective at making us feel like, okay, Tess is gone. It doesn't matter how she's gone. We know that event. 
eventually there's going to be some sort of interaction with humans and it's not going to go well, right? You're right. Um, Because in the game, it's Fedra, isn't it? I think it's Fedra that's coming after you because they're coming after you for escaping the quarantine zone. And I read an article about um, the showrunner or someone said like, Realist, like they said, realistically, the reason why we moved away from that is it doesn't make sense that Fedra, who cares? There's two people that yeah. killed a soldier. Who cares? We're yeah. not going to run after them and get ourselves killed. If they come back, we will shoot them. And, but if they're gone, oh well, you know, like we don't need, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. um, I liked that change. And also they did mention, like we saw the bloodbath that happened. Joel did say, he kicked over one and said, oh, one of them turned and they must have fought each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming we're maybe supposed to take that at face value, that there there was a shootout between all the people, like the either someone turned and they all shot and then it was mm-hmm. just the chaos. And it wasn't Fireflies versus Fedra like it is in the game where you see the Fireflies are gone, but mm-hmm. that's because the Fedra soldiers attacked, right? So they kind of took out that extra third party temporarily mm-hmm. because it just I think it would just convoluted things. Yeah, I don't think that Fedra is that is going to be that important. Right, it within... doesn't need to be this like like this big powerful presence, right? Like No, especially You already once... have fireflies and you have zombie clicker shit and you have like you don't need a fourth thing mm-hmm, yeah. versus, you know, three things versus Joel and Ellie, right? Like Plus, I get for a game not having it be Fedra and doing the whole thing with the the mushrooms and the spores and awakening the other ones. I feel like it's um just more like better use of time better use of show time to Mm -hmm. flesh that out instead of like oh there's military guys coming like that's not as interesting and doesn't need to be explained as much whereas this is like oh no we're gonna make use of this time to do this thing and now you know this and you know it'll come back later from a game perspective it makes sense because you have different types of enemies you have clickers then you have real humans and you have runners and you have different things but for a show it ultimately doesn't matter. Like he doesn't need to really be gunning down human soldiers when you've got enough of a threat of the, yeah. like from, you know, the, the clickers and all that other stuff. Right. So I, I liked that change a lot and that's why I put it at the top, even though like, I understand why it would be different and why someone would be like, mm, not sure if that landed for me. Yeah. Yeah. In fairness though, Travis, I think that you and I are almost saying like two separate things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're saying you're glad that the involvement of the Fireflies and Fedra in this like test confrontation was retconned and yeah. it's retconned in a better way. Yes. Where I'm just saying like, I want more lore. You about want the more. Fireflies. Yeah. 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 Cause I think that the, to your point, they're going to be the important party. It's like, yeah, th- we know that where this goes into part in part two, that like Fedra really doesn't matter. I haven't finished part two, but I assume Fedra doesn't matter. It's really just like the Fireflies, the the Clickers, and Joel and Ellie. Okay, so I talked about my min. Um, my max is pretty quick. It is just that I'm really happy with how this, this show performed in its first week. We have the numbers now. We didn't talk about the numbers last week. They did. Uh, it's HBO's second largest premiere in the last 12 years. That's nuts. 4.7 will... million people watch on the first night. 10 million the night after that. So again, that gives me hope that we're going to get the full story in two seasons. I'm also going to point out that it was the second highest series premiere, but the first highest is also a Game of Thrones spinoff. Yeah. Which to yeah. me doesn't really count. As a yeah. <laughs> like fresh new series like premiere because mm-hmm. you already have a, a base, so yeah. I'm just happy it's doing well because I want them to make a second season like they're supposed to, and I want well, I want these I want I want a something that a lot of effort has been put into um, to be successful, so yeah. that in the future they'll be like oh if we put effort into these things they can be successful, um, so that you know they're not just slapping canceled? shows together. Yeah, so many shows get canceled now and they don't get to complete their story all the way through. It does give me hope that we're going to actually see this through to oh, the Oh, we'll end. get a second season. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. Whereas like you could really like something and it and and it's gone and things are just canceled left, right, and center right now. To, to give you some points of reference, Game of Thrones in 2011 only did 2.2 million viewers on their first night. So Last of Us did better than the original Game of Thrones. Um, Boardwalk Empire in 2010 was the third largest and it was at 4.81 million but again before HBO was broadly available to everyone on streaming services but comparably House of Dragons only did 9.9 million viewers on the first night which The Last of Us did by day two so again interesting this show is going to get renewed yeah, yeah, we yeah. will have a second season of this show and our show 
um, a fun max for y'all. Travis, you started with your max, so why don't you give us our uh, give us your min? It's hard to find mins. Maybe the yeah, fact that really like good. I'm sad we're not going to see more of Anatorv. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> You know Fair. how you said in the previous episode, so you said in episode one, oh, but because they got Anna Torv, that probably means that she's going to stick around for a while. Guess not. Because they got somebody so good. But also, it can have the opposite effect where someone goes, oh, where you get a really good uh, actor yeah. or actress, and you say, oh, um, can you commit to this thing? You're only going to be in two episodes. Yeah, and they're and like, then, "Oh yeah, I can do two episodes." Okay, yeah. and then if they're they a busy actor. Then they're like, yeah, "Yeah, okay, I can do that." And they bring it Getting... for two episodes, and then then one and done. Like, yeah, it's like a Ned Stark like, in Game of Thrones. Yeah, like, you get that. He's I was like, going to say it's a Sean Bean situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. he's like, I can commit to that absolutely. Yeah. When you get like a actor, well, that's yeah, the thing. I didn't expect it to be like long. her for like Tess. I was like, I didn't expect Tess to get like. I thought she'd be end up nobody character. You know what I mean, actor? Because like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, like, mm-hmm. but she got to deliver a really good, like, really good scene at the end mm-hmm. there too. And so it's definitely not my min. But I'm sad that we won't see her. <laughs> see more of her at least yeah so. it's a yeah it's an important scene too yeah like oh, it's yeah. a very significant scene that that drives you know characters forwards mm-hmm. you know it lands home also to joel like no no it's real ellie's not gonna turn because look at my neck exactly it is horrifying <laughs> and it's been yeah. like 30 minutes so it needs to happen yeah it's just it's sad that she won't be around for longer yeah. it was it like as soon as the credits start rolling and it says guest starring and, and i was like oh, oh. I'm, I'm sad you're not gonna be around for yeah. longer she's not recurring sorry no yeah <laughs> um so i guess it's up to me isn't it yes it is yeah. okay so my max is um also, you know, we talked about how how much you can flesh out the world more in a show because you can do things more explicitly, you know, so on and so forth than a, than a game. A different example of this, but follows the same thread, is in the game, you know, you can only have so many models of, of infected. They're going to look a certain way because your runners are going to look a certain way, your clickers are going to look a certain way, and you there's not that much variation because they have to make that model. Like, they're only going to make so many of them, so you're going to have yeah. repetition. They can play with how the infected look like on a on a person to person basis, like yes. the one that was that, you know, uh, fungus kissed Anna Torv. But he had he was like half almost beginning to clicker. And it was like he was a very yeah, particular like a look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To him. Where I'm like, oh, you can get really granular with the details on each person because you're only going to focus in on so many like you're only going to get really close-up shots of so many but on those ones you can like go to town and do really really interesting details on them that you'll see really up close and you can see for like a length of time as opposed to like in a game you might see it for you know a few seconds like depends on the situation you're running away or you kill them um, but yeah, you can get close-up shots of these really weird, yes, weird infected that are like mm-hmm. interesting to look at. So I'm excited, I, I'm excited to see more of that. And a min, I don't. Oh god, you don't have to. If I don't like, know. I have no complaints. <sighs> I feel like I have to have some complaints. It comes okay. across a little wishy-washy if I have zero complaints, but I kind of have zero complaints. <laughs> uh. You could always save this for next episode and give us two mins next episode. I will take you up on that challenge. I'm going to bring okay. the mins somehow. On episode three, two mins on arguably already for the people that have seen that is it. That the best one of the episode best of television. Yeah, I will bring two mins. <laughs> oh it's going to happen. Yeah. That's my commitment to the show. All right. Well, Katie's banking her min for next episode. So why don't we wrap up this program with a game? So excited. Uh, this week, uh, it's called I'm a Fungi. And uh, inspired by the increasing number of fungal grossness in this show, I've pulled a series of types or species of fungus. And I've also made some up. So it's your job to tell me, is this a real fungus in the world or did I make it up? I'm so That's excited. so difficult. I'm excited uh-huh. that it's difficult. Let's go. Okay, so you're going to tell me if it's real or fake, a.k.a. I made it up. Okay. Ready? Yes. Uh, I'm going to give you the uh, the Latin or the genus as well as the common name. Of oh, God. It. You made okay. it hard for yourself. Look at you doing the work. I did the work. Are, are you guys ready for the first one? I'm yes. I'm totally ready. All right. 
the common name is Snake Tongue Truffle Club, uh, and the <laughs> genus is Elephocordyceps ophigolosides. Let me o- ophigolosoids. Okay. Are you faking us out by pretending like you can't read it, or did you just like mash letters into a, like a keyboard and then hope that it would? <sighs> Snake Tongue Truffle Club. Elephocordyceps ophiogolosoids. Is that sure, just let's... an O at the beginning of that ophiocordyceps? <laughs> yeah. It's just one O, yeah. one single it's O. One O. Yeah. Mm. O P H I O G L O S S O I D E S. That 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 sounds like fungus. That's real. Let's say that's real too. I, I'm going to go with real. Uh, the snake tongue truffle club is real. Eh. It is parasitic. On fruit bodies of the truffle-like elaphomice, derived from ancient Greek, it means like a snake's tongue. Hmm. This species is inedible. Hmm. I'm assuming most of them will be. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. (laughs) Do not eat it. Don't eat any of these. Don't eat it. Uh, I might actually put it in our chat as well, just so you can see how it's spelt. Okay, okay. That Um, would help. The second one is drumstick truffle club, uh, cordyceps capitata. Fake. You made that up. I don't know why. It's too similar C- to the last C-A-P-Y. one. C-A-P-Y. Oh. oh. Uh, I put the spelling in there for you. Cordyceps capitata. I'm going to say fake because I think that the capitata would be with a Y. I think, oh. it's, I think it's fake. Uh, mm, now I don't know. Ah. <laughs> but drumstick seems too, um, too like pedestrian for you to have... <laughs> For you to make up, like, I feel like you tried me fancier. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. I'm going to say fake. I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to say fake. Okay. I'm. You know what? I'm going to say real because I don't think you would have picked a drumstick for a fake one. So real. The drumstick truffle club is found mainly in conifer woodland, particularly with spruce trees. Oh it's a parasitic God. fungus, which grows on a fungus. Okay. It's real. I like this. I like that I'm getting more spelling information. I feel like I can deduce the the fake ones now. <laughs> yep. Okay. Let's go. Uh, here's our third one. Okay. Uh, this one is just hot lips. Octospora <laughs> humosa. Hot lips. Octospora humosa. I don't like the octospora. Like spora sounds like could you have made spore like oh spore is a mushroom word and then try to make it into a type of like latiny watch they're all gonna be real i know right (laughs) watch you did it um hot lips humosa i could see a mushroom having the shape it's probably red and in the shape of lips or it burns your lips off when you eat it yeah oh yeah bad idea (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna say real i'm gonna say fake this bright reddish orange fungus is one of the actomycota, the spore shooting fungi. <laughs> These fungi produce microscopic spores inside really special elongated sacs. As the spores mature, pressure, bu- pressure builds inside until eventually the top bursts off, shooting out the spores. That sounds horrifying. Real. Oh my I like goodness. that you chose hot lips in a kissing related uh, like yes. themed episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm good sometimes. I'm good like that. Um, okay, so now it is three one, Katie. Here's our fourth one, Harry Nuts Disco. Okay, Lanzia echiophila. Um, can I just say put- that all of these um, the like generic names, like the 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 name names, not the Latin names. Yep. They all basically just sound like um, different um, strains of like cannabis, <laughs> like yeah, right? Like yeah, Harry Nuts Disco sounds like like something like they'd be like, oh, you should try the Harry Nuts Disco. I feel like these are probably all like locations, like they're clubs. Go to the Harry yep. Nuts Disco. <laughs> Go to the Hot Lips. Go the, to the, the drumstick. drumstick Truffle Club. Yeah, exactly. The Snake Tongue Truffle Club. They're all they're Harry, all locations. Harry Nuts Disco. Okay. Lanzia, Lanzia echinophila. echinophila. I'm going to say real because yeah, I'm going to say real like too. Harry Nuts Disco just sounds insane to me. 
An infrequent and mostly southern find in Britain and Ireland, the Hairy Nuts Disco is initially subglobus and bright orange. As it becomes, as it grows, it becomes cup-shaped and eventually flattens out. Um, but here's the funny thing: this fungus is most often found on rotting cases of sweet chestnuts, uh, Castinia sativa, which I think sativa is a type of cannabis, right? Oh my god! I mean, it's a variety. Yeah, but it also can occur on on acorns. So, so it grows on literal like tree nuts. Yes. Oh my god! Amazing. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, that one is real. So we are four real in a row. How, uh, ma- Katie, how many do we have? Four. How many we got uh, here? We have seven of them. Yes. I'm we have seven of them. So hard okay. right now. Here is the next one. Penny pincher, um, Melanolusa denarius. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Melanolusa. Mm. Penny uh, hmm. pincher. Melanolusa. Denarius. Has Someone he... who knows Latin is screaming at me. <laughs> has, has he lulled us? Or see, I feel like you're saying that because it's not it's real. A false sense of security. Yeah, yeah like... like he's lulled us in with four yeah. real ones. So is this the time where he turns it, or are they all going to be real? Because, I don't know, I feel like this looks like the least, potentially, the least, uh, cur- like, right Latin one. Like, I feel like you could have made that one up. Right. Okay. I'll say fake. Or maybe they're all real Katie's convinced I know, they m- I'm saying fake. I'm gonna, I'm, you know what, I'm going with my, they're all real scenario, real. This, this one's fake. Uh, the Melanolusa is a real variety of mushroom. Uh, but uh, Daenerys, Daenerys <gasps> is just the Latin word for coin. So I made this one up. Oh, oh my look god! At you. Look at this penny pincher and his Daenerys. Oh my goodness! You yeah. did some research here, guys. I put the work into. Oh my god! I got lie. a point. Yeah. So it is four three. Uh, Katie, you're up by one. We've got two left. Okay. Uh, smelly gym sock. Oh my god! <laughs> Coniophora olens. This feels See? like. Now there he's proved that they can be fake too. And that's the thing. I was waiting. I was like, you got to prove to me Smelly that there can be a fake sock. one. And now it's, oh. The thing is, scientists sometimes have weird senses of humor. Mm-hmm. Like I could see some weird scientist being like, I'm going to name this one Smelly Gym Sock. Well, when one's <laughs> called Hairy Nut Disco, I'm sure you could that's get true. Smelly That's true. That was a real gyms- one, yeah. Yeah. Coniophora Olens. Coniophora. <sighs> Let's say... Oh, yeah. Let's say it's real. Just going hmm. for it. No logic. We've we've deduced this episode that you two think things through, and I'm just like okay, whatever. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like scientifically, how does this make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah I'll, like, I'll go real too. Um. So the coniophora is a real type of fungus. Oh no. Um, but in Latin, olens means to emit an order. Order. Uh, I made this one up. Oh <gasps> my god! I made it up. <laughs> so you both said real, right? Yes. This one is yes. Fake. Okay, so this comes down Gosh, to all the marbles. Okay. Uh, okay. All the marbles. We are four three, Katie. Our last one is chicken of the woods, Lady uh, <laughs> Porus sulfurius. Wait, Lady Porus. I'm saying real. Just because uh, I, I I have a reason for why I think it's real. Um, I think I probably shouldn't be so adamant sulf- about being sulfurious. real. I mean, hmm. Katie, you're in the driver's seat here. I know. Are you going to play to win or are you going to play for your gut? I feel like you could have made this one up. Just because like you've been taking the, the beginning word. So mm-hmm. latiporious. Yep. Sulfurious isn't like an inconceivable thing to like think of. And chicken of the woods just makes me think of chicken of the sea. Yeah. You know, Jessica Simpson style. <laughs> okay, Jessica. <laughs> so I'll say fake. You know what? Let's let's do it. Let's ha- let's see what happens. Often called the chicken of the woods, appear appearing in eastern North America's hardwood <sighs> forests, it causes a brown heart rot in the wood of standing and fallen oak and other hardwoods. This is real. I of course, it. Travis knows this because he's a tree guy. No, that's how I you actually, know. You know what's funny? I am currently watching Station Eleven, 
It's a miniseries on HBO. And in episode either two or three, a character mentions, oh, there was some chicken of the woods, blah, 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 blah. What? And, wow. I, kinda, and I was literally like, okay, whatever. Like, it didn't matter. I was like, he, I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. Until, like, later on, you find out that the main character said, like, you can't actually eat Chicken of the Woods. I know you were lying about something like that. It, it, it ended up becoming, like, a bit of a plot point. Yeah. And so I remembered Chicken of the Woods because I thought of Chicken of the Sea when Chicken of the Woods was said. <laughs> and the fact that you, like, so when he said that, I was like, oh, this is real. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, what are the odds yeah. of that? Yeah, it's another post-apocalyptic. Everyone died from a thing that spread a lot around the world and i'm currently also watching that right now so wow yeah so you're saying you love like dystopic kind of media i want everyone to die no. you should you should probably finish the last of this part two then shouldn't oh, you baby oh wow <laughs> okay God. i didn't send my morning text tied. today so yeah <laughs> we are tied but do you want to katie explain this again if you know folks forgot why you're doing this to travis i haven't finished it either where are my text messages well, that's you are more um, definitive in your feeling of I don't want to play this right now because it's just too depressing and uh, not the vibe you're looking for. Travis keeps on telling me, yeah, I got to play that. Yeah, I'm going to go back to that. Yeah, you know, maybe that'll be the next thing that I play. I'll go back to that. She and then he doesn't do no. it. Yeah. So he keeps just like throwing it out there like he's going to do it and then doesn't. So that's why he's getting uh, this treatment. And Jacob, you're just like, no, I'm not going to do it. So that's yeah. fine. I'll just let you be. You be you, be you, you know. You do you. Yeah. Be but no, Travis keeps on just throwing it out there. So I'm not going to just let him do it. So. Travis, do it eventually. last question for you. Yeah. Are you going to do it before the end of this season of shows? Definitely not. I can, I, I'm sure I won't do that. But Thank you for right. your honesty. Well, I'd Here's like, what we're going to do. I'd like to be done before the end of the year. Okay. It's January. Just weekly check-ins. Okay. Weekly check-ins. <laughs> Travis, have you finished Last of Us Part 2 yet? Okay. And maybe by the end you'll get your arm twisted into doing it. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, hey, that's the end of this episode. Uh, you can find all things cutscenes at cutscenes underscore pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you like the show, do us a favor, send it to a friend because that's how people hear about podcasts and give us a five star review on your podcasting platform of choice. Our listenership on Spotify is essentially zero. So if you're listening to us on Spotify, do us a favor, give us five stars and give us that algorithm juice. Make the algorithm. Give us a kiss. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know why we're on kisses again. Uh, Travis, where can you be found on the Internet? I'm on Twitter at uh, Travis Colnut. Katie, where are you on the internet? I'm on Twitter at Lesprak. Uh, L-E-S-P-E-R-A-K. I, uh, I don't know. I mostly talk about video game stuff and whatever else I am enjoying at the time. I'm generally just not talking about The Last of Us, though, because I'm trying to like just not... Uh, can you talk about it or like read any media i'm trying to stay as blind to everything else as possible because i don't want to come in and just kind of be saying what everybody's saying like mm-hmm. i try and form my own opinions hopefully um but so no not a lot of tilu talk but uh you know other things video games etc uh I can be found at Jacob McCourt, J-A-C-O-B-M-C-C-O-U-R-T, on all major podcasting. Nope, all major social media platforms. Uh, TikTok, Twitter, I'm on Hive. No one's there anymore. Um, <laughs> and I host another podcast called The Left Behind Game Club that these lovely folks are part of as well. Uh, you can find that on all places where podcasts are found. Uh, we end this show with a quote uh, about the thing that we just watched. So we're going to give you that quote right now. Can I have a gun? Absolutely no. not. Hey, Jesus, fine. I'll have to throw a fucking sandwich at them. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys next week. Bye. 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 Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast.